welcome to the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition podcast. Today we are speaking with Dr. Benjamin Caballero of Johns Hopkins School of Public Health about the study, Reduction in Consumption of Sugar-Sweetened Beverages is Associated with Weight Loss, the premier trial, which was published in the May 2009 issue of AJCN. Research has suggested that beverages account for half of a mean caloric intake increase, and there is considerable interest in understanding the overall effect of beverage intake on obesity. To study whether there may be an association between intake of sugar-sweetened beverages and body weight, researchers analyzed data collected in a prospective longitudinal human nutrition trial. So, uh, Dr. Caballero, can you tell us what prompted your research group to investigate whether sugar-sweetened drinks were associated with weight? Well, this has been in the agenda of research for a number of years because a number of descriptive studies have shown this uh, temporal association between a, a very dramatic increase in consumption of sweetened beverage uh, and increase in obesity. Of course, this doesn't prove causality, but it's a good reason to look into the problem. And uh, several people have done this, uh, but you know, studies that are cross-sectional or observational as not, uh, are not as strong as uh, randomized trials. So we took advantage of this uh, important trial premiere that uh, look at uh, dietary intake in a very careful way of uh, almost uh, 900 people over 18 months to look at the patterns of consumption of this beverage and whether uh, the change in consumption was associated in any way with changes in body weight, BMI. What type of results did you expect before you started the study? Well, of course, you always start the study with an open mind, but at the same time with a hypothesis. Our hypothesis was that uh, because of the characteristics of fluid calories uh, and because of the general uh, effect of reducing relatively small amounts but in a consistent way, that we could observe a reduction in body weight. Uh, we were a little surprised by the uh, consistency of this finding and the fact that they persisted over 18 months. You know, it is common that people who begin to uh, try to control their weight by changing their diet, that they are successful initially, but uh, it's uh, rather common that they begin to uh, slide back to their usual intake and their usual body weight. But in this study, at least for the 18 months, the effect was persistent and even was slightly uh, stronger in, in some people at 18 months. How did you define what a sugar-sweetened beverage was, and um, did you categorize any other types of beverages? Right. We uh, did, I think, one uh, strength of these studies that we did a careful assessment of all type of beverage uh, there are caloric beverages, and, of course, there are some caloric beverages, such as milk, that have nutrients and uh, they don't have uh, sugar in terms of sucrose or high fructose corn syrup. So we uh, sorted out as well those that have added sugar, uh, sweeteners that most commonly in this country is uh, high fructose corn syrup. Uh, a few may have uh, sucrose as well. Uh, and... Uh, 
those beverages have uh, a particular role because it seems that they drive the reduction in, in body weight. I think in part by simply mass effect, the fact that the, the majority of fluid calories we consume are on this, based on this type of beverage, certainly not on milk, for example. So can you briefly summarize the major findings of this study? Yes, we found that uh, reduction in consumption of sweetened beverages was associated with, uh, in a dose-response manner with reductions in body weight uh, in this cohort over the 18 months of follow-up, and that this effect was specific for beverage, was not uh, related to, for example, reduction in solid calories. So I think this uh, suggests that, as was pointed out in some other studies, that fluid calories may play a particular role in favoring consumption of excess calories uh, on a daily basis. Do you have any idea why the same relationships for milk and alcohol consumption were not the same? I think in part maybe because their contribution is not as large as the others in spite of there are obviously some individuals that may consume uh, too much alcohol, but uh, on average uh, the contribution of alcohol to the American diet is, is relatively small compared with the, the contribution of, of caloric beverages, for example. Uh, almost one of every four calories we consume Nowadays, it's coming from caloric beverages, so it's a, it's a big factor, and any change certainly is more likely to affect the, the daily energy balance. And the same with milk. You know, milk consumption has been declining um, over time, and uh, more and more uh, individuals choose to consume low-fat or uh, skim milk, which, of course, uh, has less calories. Finally, um, what do you think your study can contribute in terms of policy recommendations and efforts to reduce the intake of these sugar-sweetened beverages? Well, I think we are all looking uh, for uh, ways to reduce the obesity epidemic and help people uh, to regain a normal weight without resorting to uh, a treatment that uh, we know that has a high rate of recurrence. Uh, so one way is to take small steps, uh, both in the energy input and output in our body. Uh, energy output is physical activity, and we all know that we need to be more active and burn more calories. And the input is reduced calories, starting with those calories that are really nutrient poor and don't add to the quality of the diet. So uh, this Caloric beverage is a good target, and our studies show that uh, even modest reduction in consumption of this uh, category of beverages can have a positive impact over time. So stick with it, and, uh, and uh, I think uh, there are good chances that uh, you will see results over time.